Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from the Circuit of the Americas, welcome to Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas. Brought to you by Haggerty. Welcome back to Circuit of the Americas. We've got breaking news of our own. A rookie has won the IndyCar race. Dare we say from the rookie party? (laughs) Yeah. An 18-year-old rookie. An 18-year-old, youngest ever. What was that tweet from IndyCar? 18 years, 11 months, and 22 years, excuse me, 22 days, just became the youngest IndyCar winner ever. Right here at the inaugural race at Circuit of the Americas. Impressive accomplishment to put on his resume there, yeah? Oh, uh, my gosh. Man. Did you see him? He was just – he was almost shaking. Yeah. Yeah, that was incredible. So I, I just – you know, we talked about him all weekend. We had uh, – you know, we had him on the show before, you know, probably, what, two or three weeks leading up to – You bet. And, and, of course, here in Austin before at the practice, he led every session. We knew he was fast. I remember the very first day, the very first day of practice here at Coda. I saw him. I was standing in the middle of the media center on the big, huge screens here, and I, I, I looked up at that, and I tweeted it out. I said, this, this kid is fast. And sure enough, he has won this race. Well, there's no doubt that he's fast. That's why he's a winner. But there were some circumstances around his win as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit tricky. So, you know, it, willpower leading the entire race and then coming in after the melee of, a, of, a, of pit stops because of – uh, Rosenquist and Hinchcliffe coming together, blocking the pit lane, and it, it, we knew it was going to put Herta in a great position. But then Will Power having uh, technical problems. They said he said he thought it was an input shaft. He heard some grinding of That's some right. sort. Just as he was uh, attempting to leave pit, they pushed him and went nowhere. Heartbreaking into his race. Thing. Yeah, well, stay with us because we're going to be on the air for about another hour. And we're going to see if we can get Colton or anybody else through the studio here at Haddakota. Uh, you bet. We're a very convenient location, so it's pretty easy <laughs> yeah, to find us. We are not far. We're watching them uh, on the big screens out here. And, wow, what an amazing story. Uh, his family in racing. But still, it's just a great story. Track invasion is definitely taking place. If, uh, if you're listening to your transistor radio out here. It, through us, we appreciate you being with us. radio. There were. There were some guys <laughs> carrying them around for the earbuds. Appreciate you tuning in all weekend and uh, listening to everything that's going on. Track Invasion is open. Folks are headed out for the podium celebration. Yep. So a great time to be up here in the front of the track. Yeah, well, this has been an, a really very successful weekend. We had we had threat of rain all weekend long, and we, we really got away with almost zero rain. And, and just wondering how the track was going to be compared to what we've seen. And we saw that there was limited traction and all the cars dealing with it. But you know what, guys? Let's run down the list in case in, – uh, just talk a little bit about it. But So, obviously, Colton Herta, the rookie, won the race, followed by Joseph Newgarden, Ryan hunter Ray, Graham Rahal, Sebastian Bourdais, Marco Andretti, Tak- Takuma Sato, Patricio Ward, the other rookie – in eighth place, Alexander Rossi, one of the favorites in ninth place. 
Jack Harvey, Spencer Pickett, Tony Kanaan, Scott Dixon, Ed Jones, Marcus Erickson, James Hinchcliffe, Matthias Leist, Kyle Kaiser, Simon Pagino, Santino Ferrucci down in 20th, Max Chilton, 21, Zach Veach, Felix Rosenquist, and, of course, Will Power didn't finish. Man, what but a, was uh, Will Power dominant for most of this race? Uh, he looked great. He absolutely looked great. You know, right up to his last pit stop is one that occurred uh, really just a few laps from the end. Yeah, 14 laps to go. When it he, was, uh, he was on his way to it. Uh, it, was, uh, it was something else. Yeah, that uh, really, you know, it, it's just sickening. In fact, I wrote down some notes when, uh, when Will Power was, was in the pits. He said, I just want to have a normal season without this sort of crap, is what he said. <laughs> so, all right, got to take one more break, and then we're going to have a lot more to come from uh, here at Circuit of the Americas with the IndyCar Race. going to have some drivers. Who else? We're not sure yet. Special guests, you're listening to Speed City's coverage live at Circuit of the Americas. Back after these messages. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. If you've ridden motorcycles in this part of the country for long, no doubt you know of Bud's Motorcycle Shop. Bud left this world a while back, but his legendary Harley service rides on. No longer is Bud's in downtown Austin, it is now Ravel's Heavy Duty, and they've moved out by the Formula One track. You'll see all the familiar faces, so bring in your new, used, and abused, but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices. So check it out at RavelsHeavyDuty.com. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas is brought to you by Haggerty. Welcome back to Circuit of the Americas. It's John Massengale sitting in the booth with Wes Kaiser oh, and yeah. Sean Haggerty from Sean Walker from Haggerty. I've done that before, <laughs> haven't I? <laughs> Man, you were right, Les, about the fan invasion. The uh, the fans are swarming down by the podium. Really decent crowd. You ha- we had no expectation yeah. of crowd. We didn't know what was going to happen. There's so much going on in well, Austin. But I, you know, I'm going to take credit. I think I got it right. So much of an American history around the IndyCar series, uh, they showed up. Yeah, I think fans, they showed up. the cars, the drivers, the legends. I was speaking to Alan Sir Jr., Willie T. Ribs, Murray Andretti. I'll tell you what, Turn Bobby. 12 showed up, too. Yeah, they did. Turn 12 for oh, yeah. Pato Award. Man, he had a big crowd over there. Hey, let's talk about a little bit uh, what action during the race. You know, it was it, I was fascinated to see what was going to happen with the lack of uh, track limits. And right off the bat, on the opening lap, Scott Dixon went wide on turn one. Absolutely. You know, that was uh, really interesting because we were 
suspicious. Now, I called Scott Dixon as my candidate that might win this because he just really wanted to, way beyond just normal competition, he just had it out for this when we spoke earlier. Taking that wide, they uh, they kind of relieved track limits on turn one and turn 19 uh, because of the crowding. They did a couple of things there that uh, were unusual. You know, quite often out here we hear those limits called out. But he took advantage of it, made some ground up, but prom- promptly lost it because of other things. But uh, I think that was a smart call on his to begin with for that approach. Yeah, and also on that first lap, Zach Veach took a spin right there. Was it going into turn three, I believe it was. Right. Who came in contact with him? Do you remember that? I, I, I saw that, and I, I don't recall who came in contact, remember. but uh, he managed to keep rolling, got things pretty well through there. was a, a tough crowding situation through those S's. They are absolutely crowded, and a lot of side-by-side in the pack, not just up front. Yeah, and there was some really good battles during the race. Uh, do you remember it was about, uh, I think, lap 16 when Pat Ward and Graham Rahal just went at it for about 10 turns. I think it was from turn 11 right at the end, right. uh, far into the track, and all the way through, and finally Pat Ward passed Graham Rahal on turn, uh, turn 19. That was, a, that was a great battle. Yeah, those two guys were at it back and forth. Great competitors for each other. The good, clean racing. You know, any touches had to have been light there if they actually did touch. It was, but it was great to see that going on. Love the uh, competitive streak, and uh, that was mixed honestly, really deep in the field all the way back. Yeah, you know, something that was fascinating to me was I looked when uh, when Colton got out ahead right after the pit stop debacle. And he got out ahead. There was a there was guys ahead, uh, behind him that had a lot of push to pass. And I thought, wow, because I know Newgarden had at least double what Colton Herta had. And I was watching how Colton Herta was using the push to pass, and he was just using it in little increments. I saw him Short use as, little bursts. Yeah, like like as little as what two or three seconds right. even. And they weren't they weren't defensive little bursts because they it's not like Newgarden was right behind him. It was it was pretty good gaps. I was surprised to see that when New Gordon was 2.5 seconds out with 10 laps to go, he was not on top of that button. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was surprised about. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. I, 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 you know, we we do a lot of Formula One coverage and less IndyCar, and I don't know the strategy. Why didn't he just? We'll ask him. We'll see who gets yeah, we, we what to. drivers we get in the booth here, and we'll find out why they didn't just you know sit on that button for every twenty seconds. As I many know times. that they wanted to keep something in the tank for a, uh, a possible situation. another restart situation, yep. um, but he had about one hundred and fifteen seconds left when they when he was two point five seconds out. So I'll be interested to hear about that. Yeah, I know that was that was really weird. I don't know why they they didn't do that, but you know that really shook things up too because you know Alexander Rossi ended up ninth, and he you know he'd been in second place for basically the entire race. He and Colton battling for second and third right, the entire right. race, and when he got caught and couldn't do the pit stop right then, he was way back. He ended up coming back. I think he. I think he came back in at about 20th, but ended he up did. finishing ninth. He was way back there, and uh, there were a lot of pits, uh, pit stops planned to come up right as that last uh, situation with, Rosengard, uh, with Rosenquist blocking the pit lane. So it's interesting because there was somebody that made it in there. I'm, uh, I'm curious if that's not going to be called out later on, but there's somebody that made it in there. Honestly, uh, after I believe the yellow was turned on of which i believe would have stopped the pit process uh, mm-hmm. closed the pit lane 
entry at that point. So we'll see if that comes up or uh, timing was just right for somebody. Hey, you had those FanVision headsets on listening to all the team radio. That was oh, pretty yeah. cool. You had it on scan and we're just going through all of them. What were some of the highlights that you, you remember bet. from some that? Of the, some of the highlights that were really big uh, that, uh, I don't know, technically Ryan Hunter Ray at one point was not answering the wall. I don't know if that was radio or he was just giving them radio silence. <laughs> but uh, That's right. He went along. He wouldn't respond. Uh, yeah. Kind of kind of went quiet there for a little bit. Uh, definitely recommend those when you're on site to look for those. Uh, they were out in front of the grandstand. Like I said, we've been talking about those all weekend. Definitely a, a great time running through that Graham Rahal coming up to fourth place in the end. He did a yeah. lot of smart management, slow and steady in his changes. Uh there were a lot of things that he was really paying attention. I heard him specifically speaking about folks that might be three or four cars away. Okay, what is their situation? Uh, I just got to say there, there's a mathematical mind in Graham Rahal that I wasn't aware of. In him having these conversations, drawing data out of his pits, picking up on things. And I think uh, – there was a whole lot of thought process to get fourth place for him. Yeah, and he, he probably had some mathematical help coming in through the headset as well. I'm sure he did, <laughs> but uh, but it was the conversations that he was having was uh, was interesting to hear. Well, I really am excited that Austin got excited about this because there was so much going on this weekend. I guarantee you, there's a lot of sports bars full of March Madness downtown right now. And, you know, there's some political junkies that were sitting watching the political news that was happening. So, uh, And there's always so much to do. That's the one thing about Austin is that there's always a million things to do. Can you I imagine? It's spring break, too. Isn't it? I know, and it's the tail end of spring break, so some people still out of town. But I, I, I don't know what the numbers were, but it looked pretty a pretty good crowd. It wasn't a full Formula One level crowd. But, you know, this is also, again, the first season of IndyCar in Austin. And it's going to take a little time. I mean, I had people texting me last night at 10 o'clock about tickets. Where should I get tickets? And so, you know, there's there's always some of that. And, there, again, there's with so much competition, you never know what you're going to expect, you know, to get a crowd. Oh, uh, look at Colton Herta on the stands with his big cowboy hat on. I love <laughs> that Coda does that. Love the uh, big hat. Guys, he just looks like a kid, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he, does, really he does. He does. He's 18. Uh, you know, you spoke about the crowd. 19 next week. <laughs> yeah. You spoke about the crowd. I think after this race, after uh, word gets out about this race, um, we're going to see bigger crowds next year. Uh, how, yeah. many, how many passes do you think happened today? How All many? right. So we were at 130-something at the halfway mark. I bet Jonathan will, uh, Green will join us here in a minute. I bet he'll have that number. He was watching it all race long. But, guys. Competitive race. You, well, yeah. I mean, that's IndyCar. That, I mean, it was, you know, the overtaking was fantastic in so many ways. Uh, really a great run. The, uh, the entire field was busy. That's yeah. what I liked. Hey, guys, you know what? Let's go ahead and get one more break in because I want to make sure we've got as, all the breaks we've, we can put in before we get some, somebody in the booth in here because we're, we're hoping to get Colton in the booth and any other driver. We're, uh, we'll get some special guests here in a minute, but let's go ahead and take a break. Yeah, you're listening to Speed City. We're live at Circuit of the Americas for the inaugural IndyCar Classic. Back after these messages. Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas is brought to you by Haggerty. When we see a beautiful car pass by, we always seem to use a hand signal. The classic thumbs up, the point and shoot six gun finger, the hang loose thumb and pinky combo. If you've ever flashed one of those, now there's a car club for you. 
Introducing the Haggerty Drivers Club with exclusive members-only events, insight on buying and selling, the Haggerty Magazine, and roadside service. The Haggerty Drivers Club gives you a big thumbs up. So keep flashing those fingers. Thank you. Uh, just not that one. Join the Haggerty Drivers Club at Haggerty.com today. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. If you've ridden motorcycles in this part of the country for long, no doubt you know of Bud's Motorcycle Shop. Bud left this world a while back, but his legendary Harley service rides on. No longer is Bud's in downtown Austin, it is now Ravel's Heavy Duty, and they've moved out by the Formula One track. You'll see all the familiar faces, so bring in your new, used, and abused, but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices. So check it out at RavelsHeavyDuty.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370. Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas is brought to you by Haggerty. All right, welcome back to Circuit of the Americas. We are basking in the glow, literally and figuratively. The sun is out, and we're basking in the glow of the inaugural IndyCar race here in Austin. Dream come true. This is John Massengill sitting in the booth with Les Kaiser. Oh, yeah. And the man who helped make this broadcast possible, Sean Walker with Haggerty. And, uh, Sean, yeah, we got to thank Haggerty for making this broadcast possible for title sponsor. We appreciate it. Well, you are very welcome, and thank you for having us. Yeah, I said earlier, classic car insurance. It's not just classic car. It's collector car and cool car. I think cool car is the best way to describe what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, at this point, insurance is just one sliver of the things that we're doing. Um, we're doing events. We're doing uh, magazine, digital content, valuation tool, um, you know, we're Hill Country Cruises. The, Hill Country Cruises. We're doing um, discounts for car stuff like tires and, and, and covers and things like that. So insurance is just a small part of our business now. I know. It, you know, it's really uh, it's, it's cool because it is kind of a, an insider's club with being a part of Haggerty. And, you know, you can join without and get some benefits without getting insurance, like you're saying. So we really appreciate it and uh, well, so wouldn't, like wouldn't said, have had this happen without you. You don't have to have the car yet. In fact, it's a smart idea to join That's before you get idea. the car because there's a lot of shopping research information. 
in the uh, Drivers Club. Absolutely. And so uh, definitely check into that if you're uh, moving towards getting one. All right. Well, we're waiting on some special guests. We're going to see if we can get through the booth. We see some of the guys still on the podium, Colton Herta and Joseph Newgarden and Ryan hunter Ray, one, two, and three there. Uh, we talked about Graham Ray Hall. He's a big Austin fan. He uh, had a great race finishing fourth. And Sebastian Bourdais kind of quietly snuck up to fifth. Marco Andretti. I mean, that's uh, – I wonder what his best finish is recently because that's six for him. They haven't seen him on the top. And uh, one of the best stories of the weekend, of course, we've talked a lot about him, is Pato Award, Patricia Award, a rookie and finishing eighth with his fans from San Antonio. Uh, let's see, Alexander Rossi, we talked about him finishing ninth. Uh, Tony Kanan, what about that, Les? He finished 12th. You know, uh, i got to say that's a lot better than I expected of Tony Kanan. He has been uh, ensuring there was somebody in last place for a lot of this, and uh, I'm glad to see him come through because he is a better driver than was showing. And it, it just breaks my heart to see something like that and him lagging and, and bringing up the back end. Oh, these guys are on the podium now, all three, uh, Colton Hurd, Newgarden, and uh, and Ryan Hunter Ray and they're holding they got the cowboy hats on but they're holding up the cool new trophy. Do you see that trophy? Yeah. It's about two and a, two feet tall, maybe taller. And uh, for the inaugural IndyCar race here, that was cool. Now they're spraying the champagne on the crowd there below. There goes the champagne. Yeah. There you, go. you know, a lot of folks were uh, talking about Marcus Erickson just seeing because here's another example of an F1 guy coming into the crew and uh, into the mix, and so. Uh, it makes good sense. Marcus Erickson was up, was doing really well here. Got some bad, got in some bad traffic situations. Wound up pushing him back to fifteenth. But at one point, he was up uh, well in the front pack. This was a uh, you know good example of what comes and goes. Now you know it might sound like fifteenth not all that good, but you know who's right behind him? James Hinchcliffe. Yeah, definitely a front runner. This field is so mixed up from what you might have expected because it was such a competitive and eventful race, yet yet very clean. Hey, let's talk about what happened at the end of the race. We really haven't spent a lot of time on that. So what we have, 14 laps to go, and Hinchcliffe runs into, really, I think he didn't get penalized for it, but it looked like Hinch's fault when he hit Rosenquist and spun him right in front of pit row. Well, pit Rosenquist entrance. came outside and tried to come back into the barrier of the track, the boundaries of the track before hitting the grass and uh wasn't given any room yeah um but there was a no result uh a no action taken. yeah yeah no action taken and but man it blocked the pit entrance i mean it it really it all it, you could get around but obviously that was uh, they, they were not letting cars through and then they brought in all the tow trucks and uh but yeah that that completely changed the complexion of the race and you knew it right then you saw that car stopped in the middle of pit entrance and you said this is going to change the race and the, one of the things the complicating factor of that not only the physical location and the timing with 14 laps left was that there was uh, right amongst the last pit cycle for the right. grid that they came in and things just really really got shook up and well and those three had already change. pitted they had pitted just before and that's uh it worked out for them so we've just been joined in the booth by Mr. Jonathan Green. He's been on the PA out here. That's the voice you heard if you were out here listening. And, Jonathan, one question we want to ask you first, because I know you know the answer to this. How many passes? You were at a, you did a count at halfway point. You were at 133. 127 at halfway point. Yeah. Wow. Third of the way, and we were at, uh, I think, something like, something, it's just ridiculous. Um, I almost said, try that Formula One, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, sorry. We had your mic down, Jonathan. I'm sorry. You said it was. Yeah, it was 127 at the halfway point of the
race. So I'm going to get a tally on the final race uh, before the end of, before the end of it. Uh, but I mean, it, there must have been over 200 passes. What a weekend! <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. We were just talking about the the pit stop debacle that happened. I mean, I thought it was Hinchcliffe that caused that problem, but I think he got he got no penalty. Well, it was. Uh, it's hard to say. A racing incident for two reasons. The reason being that uh, Rosenquist had come alongside him and had passed him, and Hinchcliffe then bounced over the curbs and almost into the back of Rosenquist. So I would say that I would agree with the the you know race direction that that was a, a racing incident. But on any other day, you could have maybe blamed him but it really didn't matter what did matter was that the pick lane was closed and the other three guys that's uh, uh joseph newgarten uh colton herter and joseph and uh ryan hunter ray got out because they'd just been pitted and yeah. that meant it was impossible for anybody else and of course will power's problem well we saw that for ourselves what a shame yeah yeah the last thing i heard was what he said where he thought it was an input shaft grinding i don't know did we did you hear anything beyond that no that was the the, the reason given and they tried uh to to do everything but uh wow what a shame all right well we got to take one more break there's been some big political news breaking so we got to break into the, the racing here that's right the rookie won <laughs> the, <laughs> <Indy Park Classic. laughs> the, of the americas all right we're going to take a quick break it's the speed city out at circuit of the americas for indycar back after these messages Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Talk 1370. Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas is brought to you by Haggerty. Welcome back to Circuit of the Americas, live for another event, an amazing event, the inaugural IndyCar race at Coda. Man, we couldn't be more excited. 
and I think the crowd loved it. There's a pretty good sized crowd. They're still they just got through the fan walk. The sun is the sun is out just for your. I like just the people out standing on the finish line, looking at it and taking pictures there. Right. That's cool. Yeah, the, the sun is out just in time for your walk back to your car <laughs> in the heat and the humidity today. But yeah, we had the weather held up, and uh, Jonathan, we haven't had you in the booth. You've been out on the uh, the PA microphone the whole time. Uh, you know, talk about this kid, this 18-year-old kid. This is amazing. Literally, he was born in the paddock. I mean, Brian Herter won his first race when he was 33 years old. He's a, a stalwart to Indy, of course. Brian Herter Racing has been around. They do Rallycross. They do Indy. Uh, and Brian's just been part of the paddock. But so, too, is his son. Um, and he was just saying that he, you know, in the last lap, his memories of when he was just a little kid and mum was driving the trailer uh, to karting events and how he was sitting in the pit lane, literally uh, growing up and watching him vicariously through his father's career. And now it's his career and he's the youngest ever. He's 18, not 19. We got it wrong. Yeah, I heard he that. He turns 19 next week. But I just was talking about the irony. I just said it on the PA. Remember, we crowned Marquez as the youngest two-wheel ever. Now we crown the youngest four-wheel ever. You right here, little old Elroy. That is so funny because I thought about that. Marquez was the first, the youngest ever to win a premier class. And yep. he did it right here at Coda in 2013. And now uh, Colton Herta. But what was so funny when the, the announcer called him uh, said, hey, you're the 19-year-old. And he goes, no, you're no, not, no. I'm only 18. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know how kids – Well, you remember that at that age. You I know, know exactly. like to be called old. <laughs> yeah. By yeah. the way, he's also the first ever IndyCar driver born in the 2000s. Anybody feel old? Man, what a career this guy must have ahead of him because he's got he, – he's obviously incredibly talented. Yeah, he grew up with it, and I don't know. Do you know? Did he start kart racing at, at age five, yeah, he, like a lot of the? Yeah, he started seven. I think it was seven uh, years of age. Uh, he's been around. Like I said, he's been racing for a long time. He was actually the runner-up in the Indy Lights uh, Championship yeah. last year, um, and so you know, to to Pato. Uh, so you know, uh, the the quality of the rookies that have come through. I think that's the story for me of the day. Is that this is the new guard? There's no question. I mean, yeah. who follows him home? Former champions, you know, Ryan. Hunter Ray and um, you know Joseph Newgarten. I mean, they're established uh, guys now, and so it's just great to see a rookie. And I've been watching the social media coming down, and so so many people saying this is a new era, this is a new adventure for for, for uh, Indy, and so exciting. I know. You know, if you think about uh, the rookies, have been a big part of the, the story the entire weekend and leading up to it. I mean, we can't. We talked about it earlier, but. You know, Colton Herta led every practice session here in Austin, so we had our eyeball. You know, well, and the other thing is, do you remember Friday? His engine blew up. He missed first practice. Right. He missed the whole of second practice. Oh so he had less time on track than any other driver. Fact. <laughs> and you know, you, you can't say, well, well, he he just won this because of. Uh, willpower no. having a problem because he was in second or third the hey, entire race. Motor racing is about being in the right place at the right time. You never know what will befall you and, you know, hey, stuff happens all the time. Well, stuff happens all the time, but what my point is he's fast because he was in second or third yeah. the entire race. He's battling with Alexander Rossi who, you know, this is essentially a home track for him and he's been super fast the last two or three seasons. You got to so, be in it to win it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is really exciting to see uh, see uh, such a young kid. So yeah, it looks like we're going to have some drivers coming in the booth here in just a minute. Well, that'll be great. Uh, what other stories, Jonathan? Uh, well, Pato, uh, Pato Award for me uh, to finish in the top ten in his first race for Carlin Racing. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, there there's a lot of. I'll say he had something of a home 
field advantage with so much family and friends here. Well, you can't really call it a home field advantage, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He had yeah, a lot of support. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of support. You're right. It was a bunch out there. I, that, yep. that turn, turn 12, 12 was packed. Yeah. And that was his section right up there at the end of there. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, what about, uh, you know, the, some of the guys that we expected, like Scott Dixon and... and uh, D- Dixon and Ganassi, the team, uh, Rosenquist and Ganassi and uh, Scott Dixon, the two players uh, that didn't, or two uh, guys I expected to do better, uh, was a struggle for whatever reason. Um, I remember Dixon describing his qualifying as messy. So he hasn't been altogether happy with the situation. Um, but there you go. That's what happens. And, uh, yep, they'll bounce back, I'm sure. Great day for Joseph Newgarten because he now uh, extends his lead in the championship because uh, he won the first race, remember, and was on the podium again today. Uh, so that's a, a really good start to the season for Joseph Newgarten. What a fantastic start. I mean, I, I think of... All the different events through the race, just uh, just were amazing. It the battle, a- the battle was really deep. We were saying in the field, all the way from the front to the back. There were serious battles going oh, on yeah, absolutely. the entire time. Yeah, I mean, when you think that Marco Andretti also had a great result for Andretti Autosport, another top 10 for him. Tony Kanaan coming through from the back. Sebastian Bourdais coming through from the back. I mean, so many really good stories throughout uh, the day. And um, I just, it, I tell you what, you know, you always wonder how it's going to be when you take uh, a series to a new track. And because this is well known as a Formula One track, uh, you wonder if the racing's going to be as good or if it's going to put on a show as, as, as much as they want. There were worries about the tires. There were worries about the length of the track because this is the second longest track on the IndyCar calendar uh, to Road America. But, uh, you know, uh, it proved to be just a classic. And it was named a classic, which is always dangerous. Um, right. But it was a classic. And I think now that the, the, you know, the, the crowd was good. It wasn't as good as I'd hoped, but I think it will grow. And I think people will watch that on TV, on NBC, and go, hey, what a place to see a race because they can see from the overhead shots the viewing places, the fun, the bands, Muse in town. I, I, I really do think that it'll uh, people who are watching in New York or watching in New Orleans will start saying, hey, I'm coming next year. Yeah, we talked about that because I was thinking, wow, I, I, you know, we had so many events here at Coda, I thought, well, maybe it'll be a big one right out of the box. And it was a good crowd out here. But it's going to take some time to build it. It's gonna yes. t- I mean, I, like I said, there's people just now seeing that it was happening and and people from all over the country thinking, all right, that's another reason to go to Austin, Texas, one of the most, you know, one of the biggest destinations in in the country is Austin now. And just another reason to go. Yeah, it doesn't do any harm that the uh, the winner is an 18 year old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a young time. I think that'll get more of them here seeing the young competitors. And for one, one just kicked his way up to the, the top <laughs> step i think that'll bring a lot of attention he's a great character too i mean we've had him on on the show before and he's so he's so you said on the edge but i think he's just he's like i said he's grown up with racing he tells it like it is yeah. and, I, and, and i like his style joseph newgarten's the same rossi's the same and it's it's a real um it's refreshing in motorsport to hear guys and by the way colton herter let's just put his record here he already run a rolex uh, watch that's true we can remember so that he's having a hell of a year <laughs> yeah not bad not a bad start to 2019 but did you see him he was he was definitely still a kid on that podium. He was kind of with the interviews right out of the car. He was a little bit, oh, he was you know, bound to be emotional. Yeah, his oh, father yeah. Brian was one of the first to hug him, and and think about it, what it means for the team too, because it's a brand new team. That's right. That the uh, you know Steinbrenner team. Yeah, 
Well, you heard it. Stuart George was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and you could see how much it meant to him. And also, we asked well, we asked that very question: What are your expectations? Top ten was what yeah, we were saying. That's right. They were saying top ten. Well, okay, top 10. we'll have, take it. <laughs> how about, about a win? Overachiever, but you got it. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, is it? It's not a bad way to start. Yes, and that name Steinbrenner. It is that name. Yeah. It's George Steinbrenner the fourth. That is. A part owner of this team. Well, they, they hit it out the park today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. The Yankees, of course. Uh, his father owns the Yankees. And now his son has a winning IndyCar team. Oh, gosh. Uh, so what else, guys? Um, I mean, what about the rest of the weekend? We had, you said it a minute ago, but we had Muse. We had so much going on. The stadium oh. trucks were a huge success. Yeah. So was the MX-5 Cup. Yeah. Indie Lights was great. We had Oliver Askew on and the pre-show and uh, great stuff. Uh, really good weekend for him. That's a great story. Oliver Askew won both races here, both point scoring mm-hmm. races. So they now just leads do the championship. Two in, yep, leads the championship. Do, they do uh, both in one weekend. And I said this on the pre-show, but man, those cars surprised me because I was looking at all the top lap times of all the different series because all the different ones that come to Coda from F1 all the way down, well, those cars came in at about 100, I mean, a minute 55 right. on a lap time, and that puts them well ahead of MotoGP. It puts them for sure into the top 10, and this is the Indy Lights car. So that's a fast car, man. That's a 450-horsepower, uh, 1,200-pound car. So, I mean, it's what f2-ish lmp1-ish right around in there just want to put my other hat on for a second uh, and our other hat we've been part of the production here what a show uh, both by indy and by kota um, again they've proved that they can put on world-class events there's a lot of pressure when indy comes to town they know how to put on a show Man. if you've ever been to the brickyard me and les have been to the 500 those guys are a well-oiled machine and when they come uh, there's a lot of expectations that everything is ready and set and the crowd get a good uh, entertainment and they are treated well. There's plenty of food, there's plenty of drink, and plenty of entertainment. And I think Coda uh, pulled it off in spades today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The Not only the production side, but, I mean, they're a well-oiled machine top to bottom. And I think mm-hmm. that if the fans came out, they could... They, they probably they probably didn't notice anything, which is exactly what you want. They're mm-hmm. just out here having fun, plenty of access to everything, and great you know music everywhere. The venue's perfect, <laughs> and we got lucky with the weather. It's actually probably a good thing that it was overcast all weekend because that made it nice and comfortable. You know, what I can't uh, say most of all is, is just how uh, diverse this series is. You know, I mean, next they go to Barber, which is in the countryside of Alabama. Uh, then you think about Indy, and of course, that's so different. Then, of course, June, Texas. Uh, up in Dallas, I mean, you know, an oval, nothing like here. And everybody was worried about whether Texas could have two events. I say, yeah, bring it on. Oh, it's such absolutely. a different event. This is a success. It'll only help us to succeed in Dallas more. Uh, I, I think Indy's got the most diverse set of tracks uh, in any series. I love it. Well, and not only you worry about the number of people coming to each event, the, the population triangle between Houston, yeah, Dallas, 80 Austin, million, San Antonio. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an astounding percentage of the entire population of the United States so, yeah. yeah, there's no problem with having a couple of races in Texas. Well, and I also think the appetite for motorsports has been here, but yeah. we all had to leave to go to it for so long. Yeah. With the Circuit of America's being right here, and now, you know, we tease them. Took seven years for IndyCar to get here. Here they are. But uh, I, I think, you know, this is just another star in the crown for Circuit of the Americas, and it's going to keep on going, I believe. I do love the fact that with an 18-year-old winner, 
because that's the pop segment of the population we need to to, yeah, uh, yeah. to yeah. learn yeah, to, yeah. to become followers of the sport. Put the game yeah. controller down, and yeah. you know, I was watching out my or window. not maybe, or maybe not. Yeah, well, exactly. I was watching out the window as the uh, track invasion came, and I was really pleased to see a lot of young kids, teenagers, part of the crowd. Obviously, the, the regular IndyCar fans uh, were part of it too, but the track invasion had a lot of young kids and young people who were obviously taken to this sport for the first time, so that bodes well for the future. Yeah, so, all right, what else, guys? Um, what else about the race? You know, we, before you came in, we were talking about in, right as you walked in, we were talking about what happened at the pit lane entrance, but let's talk about the strategy of what went on right then. You touched on it a minute ago, but uh, about the way that pit strategy affected everything and what pushed him up, Colton up, and others down. Well, what was interesting is that you almost expected there to be four or five cautions. I mean, on the on average, an sure. IndyCar race has generally three or four cautions just because somebody gets it wrong or right. tangles with somebody else. And given however many overtakes we did have in the end, I mean, like I said, 127 at halfway point. So over 200 overtakes, you're expecting somebody to come together. We saw uh, turn 15, we saw Rossi coming together, um, you know, with Hinchcliffe. And I mean, there's so many possibilities to cause a major stoppage. We only had one, and that was when uh, Hinchcliffe and... Um, Rosenquist came together, and that was a big one too, because Rosenquist hit the barrier, and then of course closed the pit lane by fault by default. Yeah, it was really interesting. You know, there was some uh, some of the conservation of push to pass was interesting. We were yes. curious about there because there were times there that there was a lot left, and we only had a few laps left, uh, three or four seconds behind. It seems like you would have been just nailing that all the way around. Yeah, and it was interesting. Ryan Hunter Ray said that that was the one regret is that both he and Newgarten had more push to pass at the restart with 10 to go. Um, but Colton got such a good start that every time they pushed it, it just didn't really help them. Uh, and so maybe, you know, when, when they look over the uh, data later, they may say, well, we should have prepped, maybe used it a little bit more. But it's such a lottery. You never know, do you? You never know when the caution is. And we heard on the radio them saying to Newgarten, hey, just in case you may need some push Save to pass. One. Save one. Yeah, know? maybe uh, Colton just had the right strategy with his short little bursts that John was talking about earlier. Yeah, we were. I want. It looks like I got a text. It looks like we're going to get Joseph Newgarden and uh, Ryan Hunter Ray coming in the booth here. That'd be awesome. But I want to ask them this. But uh, I was. We were wondering about the the, uh, the guys behind Colton. All several of them had tons more push to pass left, mm. but couldn't either. Didn't use it. I saw it at one point, but but couldn't catch him with all that advantage in their push to pass. Yeah, uh, it really is. Uh, uh, it was an interesting race strategy-wise uh, because of the lack of cautions and because of uh, what was really interesting to me because everybody was saying that the reds weren't as good but what it turned out i.e. the, the option tire the yeah. softer tire was not as good as the premium and we saw that with power and rossi uh, in terms of um, rossi being able to catch power on the reds but what was interesting there were other teams and other drivers who actually felt the reds were giving them more performance so it was really equal in terms of tires and i've not seen that in indy for a long time where you actually have a tire uh, that works for different teams in different ways yeah i think that was coda because you're all weekend long starting with the testing that the tire testing they did way back in what january uh, there was so much discussion about the lack of grip compared to the other circuits that IndyCar goes to. You know, we don't hear that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we heard that in 2012 about from F1. Yeah. But we haven't heard F1 talk about the how Coda has less grip than the other circuits around the world. I just find that interesting there, too. 
Yep. Uh, and the, the tyres they chose, they picked out from Road America. And the, probably the reason being was that Road America is the longest track. And I think that's really where tyre uh, dead comes in, is when you've got a long track, and obviously you've got a lot of right-handers, a lot of left-handers, 20 turns in all. Um, you can imagine, with this being 3.4 miles long uh, and only second to Road America, that the tyre uh, degradation will be uh, a lot worse. It's, uh, it's interesting that from track to track, and depending on what time of year as well. Yeah, I know. It's true. And I, I, I want to ask these guys that exact question because it, it's, it's a little bit baffling to me. But, okay, so what about the show? Everybody in Austin, uh, there's a lot of people around the world looking at the lap times for Indy versus F1. doesn't matter. And, and I know, and it doesn't matter. And we, the show is so different to me. It is. Um, yes, Formula One is all about the latest and greatest technology, and I love the fact that we have that sport, right? I want to know. I want to know how far can we push technology. I want to know how fast they can make it. And if you notice, the top speeds and everything are not really changing in Formula One, but the lap times just keep dropping with the, with the hybrids and, uh, and, and all the aerodynamic changes they've made. But what about the show F1 versus IndyCar? Well, I'll tell you what, the best line I heard in the whole day was from the Indy Radio Network where they said the circuit of the Americas has just become the circuit of the Americans because the top four in the race were all Americans. And that's the major difference between Formula One uh, and yeah. IndyCar. We've got, you know, we've got major Americans. Yeah, there's a lot of foreigners here in Indy, but the Americans were out on top and it was an 18-year-old American that won it. Now, that is good for motorsport in this country. Yeah, that that's actually one of the best things. Couldn't couldn't be better. American eighteen year old double strike, perfect, perfect. So yeah, yeah. It looks like we got some of the drivers about to come in here pretty shortly. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening to the show. By the way, you can listen to uh, our show every Sunday night at seven o'clock here in Austin on this same channel, and you can also listen to us. Uh, we do a F Formula One show, a pre race and post race. Before every single race, go to our website, Speed City Broadcast, and get all the details there. Yep, we'll be showing all the Formula One. I'm looking forward to that. Bahrain coming up. Hey, but three weeks' time, we got it in two wheels. I know we've mentioned it already, but uh, I know GP's it's just around fast the corner. It's coming to Dakota. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't got your tickets yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's going to be a show, I tell you. I, I, it always is, and it's always been one of the best shows, uh, MotoGP. So looking forward to that. Austin, what a week. Tiger Woods is in town next week. <laughs> Does yeah. he like MotoGP? I oh, don't know. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure. We'll, we'll get him in. But, uh, yeah, he's got some work to do out there at the Dell Match Play. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. But I think uh, India's established itself, and I think that that is the biggest footnote that uh, Bobby and his team can go away with tonight is that – that Indy came here. Um, the jury's always out until the event's over, but the jury's, I mean, look at the social media we'll alone. We need to wait on them. We saw the case. Yeah. I and mean, the race. I mean, it was it was really good, and it, they put on a show, and I think they'll be back, and it'll be a big, big event next year. Hey, did you hear what Will Power said when he, was, when he stepped out of the car? He basically said, I'm tired of this crap, is what he said. <laughs> he said, you know... Uh, he's had a little bit of string of bad luck. Well, what he doesn't like is the way they closed the pit lane um, because that's really what, what killed his race is that, um, you know, um, it, it meant that he – and forget the problem. That that can happen. But if it, if his pit stop had gone correctly, um, it would have been fine, but he couldn't get in the pits. So yeah. that's why Ryan and uh, Herter had that advantage because they just pitted before the incident. 
Yeah. God, that is just so racing. You just never, never know. I mean, it was just like when, uh, who was it, Santino Ferrucci coming out on the red tires in qualifying at the beginning going, hey, you never know what can happen. That is just motor racing. Yeah, exactly. And that's why the strategists do what they do and you have to be in the right. That's why Dixon's been so successful is that he takes advantage, um, you know, when the advantage is there to be taken. So being a good strategist, choosing choosing the right tires and just playing the waiting game sometimes can, can, can play into your hands. If you don't follow, if you're on Twitter and you don't follow Circuit of the Americas, and you do, they're pretty good. They're pretty funny. They changed their their handle on Twitter a while ago. They're they're Colton of the Americas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it was pretty funny. We started with Colt, and we finished with Colton. (laughs) That's right. Nice. Colt McCoy. That's right. Yeah, you Longhorn fans. Colt McCoy came out and uh, he got a plug in for the Longhorns, didn't he? Did he? I I missed that actually. Oh yeah. He said, "Hey, hook them horns!" Right as before, he said, "Start your engines." All right, so while we're waiting on a couple of drivers to get in the booth, what else we have on tap here? Oh, yeah, we had a lot of people interacting with us on Twitter in the stands. I always love that. We sent out some hashtags, and people sent in their seats in and uh, send in photos of their seats. That's always a great way to interact, and, and I think Coda does that well on social media as well. Hey, we got some drivers. That are, they're coming in the booth here in just a second, it looks like. But, uh, yeah, I'm assuming that the uh, – that uh, if, if you're in your car listening, you know what you can Look easily- at it. There's a cowboy approaching. Oh, boy. There's two cowboys approaching. Come on in, boys. Howdy, Joseph Newgarden's in the house, as is Ryan Hunter Ray. And they brought us some champagne, too. Well, that's nice. There, there Good boys. There is a little bit there. Holy you're looking pretty, pretty tall in those hats, boy. You can't get, they can't get the headphones on with the hats on. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for putting on a great show. Was it as much fun for you? That sounds a strange expression, but was it as much fun for you as it was for us? Well, it was super fun. Good. I mean, they gave us cowboy hats. Yeah. 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 Yours pays better than ours too. But uh, let's hope. That was a fast seat. We today. didn't. No, no one won the hundred grand. That's sad. That's a sad know? thing. Sad deal. That I was, was hoping to get, get in on that this weekend. Yeah. What do you think of the track? Yeah, it's good fun. I mean, it's a great place. It's got fast corners. You know, tight technical sections. It's long. I mean, you get through the first five, six, seven, eight corners. You feel like you've really done something. Then you look down at your dash and you realize you have another, uh, you have another 15 to go. <laughs> you have another 10 to go. So it's, it's, it's a tough place, very challenging. And, um, and it's just tough to get it all right. I think that's the hardest thing, not we, to make a mistake. We were just talking. You guys, are, we were looking at the push to pass. We were doing the PA coverage. And we were looking at the push to pass. And we could see that both of you had a lot with the 10 laps to go. But it just didn't seem like, I don't know, you, you were trying, but it, you just weren't getting any closer. What, yeah, what gives? It, it, got, <laughs> it was tough. I mean, I think Ryan and me both thought it was an opportunity to to get close to Colton and pass him yeah. and push him and you know make him run out and then basically have the advantage on him but then it, for me it turned into just keeping Ryan behind me mm-hmm. you know he was okay. he, Ryan was uh. very Ryan was very quick at the end um, and he was pushing me so I had to you know I definitely had to be on my game to finish up and I just didn't have enough to get with Colton you know he he really gaffed me big on that first lap that's where he was strong their cold tire pace was much better than ours i thought we looked after the tires better than those guys so if it was a longer stint maybe we could have done something with him but with a short stint um you know he just kind of ran away from me i didn't have enough for him so then i was looking at my mirrors the whole time trying to keep ryan behind me yeah and you know he had that clean air and you're not we're not allowed to use the overtake on the first full lap ah that's right that's right he he was able to take advantage of that and he did a good job of it Set, set, set aside a big enough gap for us to uh not be able to close it. And I noticed that Colton was using push to pass in tiny little increments that last few laps, like even two, three, four seconds. And it wasn't, y'all weren't all right on his tail. So it was just interesting the way he used it. Yeah, it's the game. I mean, look, it, you, you it's at your disposal. You yeah. got 200 mm-hmm. seconds to use when you want it. You can turn it on and off. So it's managing horsepower at the end of the day. You know, you go, when do we want horsepower when we don't? So 
that's part of the game. You know, we all kind of do that. Uh, for us, we had so much, so we'd burn it all the way down straights because we could. You just mm-hmm. had plenty left. Sure. So he was being more conservative, but that's that's kind of how you use it. You know, it's kind of the fun part of having it at your discretion is you're just managing the horsepower. It was confusing for me. I've watched a lot of Indy, and it just seemed that some guys were getting great performance from the Reds. Others were getting better performance yeah. from the primaries. Uh, how was it for either of you? I think you'd have to pay close attention to the used Reds versus ah, new. Okay. That's a big deal. Okay. Because once the Reds have gone through a heat cycle, once they've been used in qualifying, and then you use them again in the race, they're significantly, uh, their performance has, has gone down a lot. So you'd have to know, you know if they're on sticker reds or if they're on used reds from qualifying right okay we had a lot of heard a lot of discussion from you guys all the drivers about the lack of grip uh, at coda compared to other circuits is that is that one of the big things that you think of now when you think of coda it's very low grip i mean you know for us ryan was talking about we got very low downforce on these cars Mm -hmm. um so it's already slippery but this racetrack yeah it's already worn away a lot it's Mm -hmm. very low grip for us um, it's part of the challenge, you know, kind of puts you in a box from a setup standpoint. You don't really think you can make progress on one end or the other of the car. You're fighting both things, you know, where the car is loose, but it's also pushing off the racetrack. So that's the challenge of it. You know, we just, you know, that that's what you're dealing with. Um, a little less physical than St. Pete. St. Pete wore me out, but today, <laughs> today was a lot easier. You got a lot more straightaways, um, but it was a challenging track. Very, very challenging to get right. One of the things that I questioned was the ruling about turn 19. Uh, track it's limits. got a long history of track limits discussions there. Yeah. Is the, what's your feeling? Do you want track limits enforced on that next trip here or uh, leave them wide open as we saw today? We just talked about this in the press conference. <laughs> it's uh, race control had their hands tied. They can't. They, you, you don't want a race where race control is interfering all the time saying penalty, penalty, penalty. So yeah, uh, we're going to come back with a better solution next year. Um, we'll figure it out. Bigger and, sausages? And something. <laughs> something to keep us from having to go out there. Well, at every race, the very first time a Formula One car hit the track and hit turn 19, yeah, they everybody off. to a man. So that, that turn has been really right. fascinating and, to watch. And two wheels, too. Yeah, two wheels, too. That's right. Got to ask you, though, it's going to be a challenge for both of you. You guys, are, in some ways, with so many rookies coming through, especially with Colton today, um, you guys have got some work cut out. These guys are fast. Yeah. I mean, you Keeping guys you were honest. fast. When you came up through, uh, from Indy Lights, we all said, you know, uh, look out, here come the, the new kids. But, again, we've got a new crop. Oh, man. Uh, you know, Colton and that Andretti, I mean, Harding-Steinbrenner car, um, I, keep, I keep messing that up, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just... Seems right to say Andretti, but it's yeah, a, yeah. it's a very fast car. Uh, he's very good. He's doing a good job in it, and uh, you know can't get, forget guys like Patricio Ward. I know. Yeah. He looks very strong. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's this. Ever since we've gone to this new car, rookies have seemed to to do well in it. Mm. And, do you think uh, that's because the Indy Lights car is similar or I, I, or closer? I, I think they're a lot more similar now than mm. they used to be. Um, but and I the still, lack of aero, maybe. I, and lack of aero, yeah, I think it brings it closer. And, but I think we need a lot more horsepower. You know, I think the the gap needs to be bigger, and we're getting that. Uh, to be fair, that's coming. We're going to get another 150 horsepower, 200 horsepower boost, and I think that'll make the the jump a bit bigger for these. Yeah, when's guys. that boost coming? Uh, I think it's 21. 21. The new, okay. the new engine regs. Yeah, the new yeah. engine's coming out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, got to look ahead. Uh, Barber, next. Um, what are your feelings? Yeah, excited. I mean, I- I'm excited. You know, uh, it's race three. We're already too too deep into this, and it goes fast. Uh, but you're leading. We've had a good start. we got to keep it up. Barber's always a fun one for me. We've had a lot of success there, so I can't wait to get going. Talking to success, Belle Isle for you, uh, last time out. Um, is it starting to get the start of the season that you want? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good finish this season, one at Sonoma. Um, 
and then came to St. Pete. We had a mechanical failure, so it's nice to get some points on the board here. Um, obviously, not as good of a start as Joseph has had, but uh, we need to uh, we need to start um, looking for a win here. Ryan's like the king of bad luck. If, <laughs> if, uh, people, Hopefully, it rubs off on. Is that why you're trying to get away from him? No, I don't like hanging out with Ryan because he's got something around him. Not now. He's got that cowboy he's, hat. You know, I was gonna say, and I just inspected the cowboy hat. It's it is a legit Stetson. So that is. That's, that's a real. Stuff. That's, that's a real. They're really nice. That's a real dude. deal. Yeah. No, that's the real deal. That's a Stetson, man. That, yeah, that, put that away. That's don't let anybody get that. What do you think this runs? Oh, that's Ooh, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, easy. two or three hundred dollar hat. Easy. easy. Yes. Right. Very easy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, we got to ask a question. We've been asking this since the day we went on there. It's one oh, of our yeah. favorite The Haggerty question. Here the we go. The Haggerty, what do you drive for question. fun every day? What's in your garage? <laughs> what's tucked away? What, what do you drive? What do you, what's for fun? I have a very cool uh, Chevy Camaro ZL11 LE. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Uh, just, what year? Yeah. Like 2018. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. That's one of the most It's amazing. a manual. You know? They, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. They make I have a Honda Odyssey minivan. Yeah. yeah All right. Cool. It has a vacuum cleaner in it. Yes. It it, it has. Uh, you rock, Ryan. A rear camera where I can see all the kids and what no they're way. doing. No way. Yeah. Where they're putting their boogers. How the many kids thing. you got? Three. See there. Three uh, boys. So that's the right car. The Camaro would be useless for that. So yeah. 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 Exactly. See, don't don't underestimate <laughs> a badass minivan. You know? <laughs> they, they do some say, damage. Depends who's driving it, right? Does the Camaro have a vacuum cleaner in it? <laughs> it does. It can't fit one. It can't fit one. Does it have a real garage? It's a pain in the butt. You know, the minivan is nice. I get it. There's positive <laughs> and negatives here, guys. Does it have a rear view mirror inside the Camaro? <laughs> so you can see the back seat? Um, this is just off topic. Elio, well, I went to yes. dinner with, last night with Elio. He's been here. He drove the two-seater today. Yes, he racing. did. <laughs> he, yeah, he was, he was Mario today out yeah. there. Yeah, he <laughs> thought he was. Yeah, he was trying to be. Um, but he, they gave him a Camaro SS at the at the rental car agency. <laughs> oh, and man. I was like, what are oh, you that's doing a with mistake. SS? I got in the car with him. It, the rearview mirror, it proje- it's a projected screen. Right. Yeah. It's just it's a no camera. longer a mirror. Yeah. It's the coolest so thing. So he spent his whole time looking at himself, doing his hair. <laughs> no, but I, I was... <laughs> it was like the sports cars, actually, like you guys drive. It's the yeah. coolest thing I've ever seen. I, I, the, it was clearer than actually having a mirror. That's cool. It was awesome, yeah. Nice. So shout out to Chevy. Yeah, yeah. shout out to right Chevy. I like, that. I like that. Good product. There you Good go. Your Chevy doesn't have dual uh, DVD <laughs> players in it. <laughs> I tell you what, it's not a bad end to the weekend when you yeah, exactly. It's not a bad end to the weekend when you get an astronaut to give you a prize and you go home with a cowboy hat. <laughs> I'm a happy boy. There I'm ready to go. go back to Nashville. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Thank yeah. you guys. Thanks appreciate guys. It. Appreciate yeah, you coming thanks, in. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Travel safe. We'll you talk to you again. Have a great night in Austin. It's a good time yeah, to have fun have some with. Yeah, fun here. Keep wearing those hats. <laughs> Is he going to grab the champagne? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. Scotty. Oh, he got it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, Good Hunter stuff. Ray. Ryan Hunter Ray, Joseph Newgarden. Thanks, guys. We really Second appreciate Second and third it. in the race, and of course, the race win going to Colton Herter, who's in a sea of fans and interviews right now. No question about it. And Sean uh, Walker with Haggerty. We got the Haggerty question in. Uh, yeah, Good choice of cars. He got excited, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he you did. ask a car guy about a car. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah, I love it. Hey, yeah, yeah. And the Camaro, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, I think I'm here in a queue. we got to take a break, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, we're almost up at the end of the hour, so um, I'm waiting for the producer to let me know. Yeah, we got to go to a break. All right, listen to Speed City. We're live at Circuit of the Americas. Back after these messages. Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas is brought to you by Haggerty.
When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Caesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. If you've ridden motorcycles in this part of the country for long, no doubt you know of Bud's Motorcycle Shop. Bud left this world a while back, but his legendary Harley service rides on. No longer is Bud's in downtown Austin. It is now Ravel's Heavy Duty, and they've moved out by the Formula One track. You'll see all the familiar faces, so bring in your new, used, and abused, but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices. So check it out at RavelsHeavyDuty.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370. Speed City's coverage of the 2019 IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas is brought to you by Haggerty. Welcome back to Circuit of the Americas. It's John Masgill sitting in the booth out here with Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser, oh, and yeah. Sean Walker from Haggerty. Uh, a successful weekend, guys. What do you think, Jonathan? Well, the future of American motorsport is alive and kicking, and the future is looking really bright. I mean, Colton Herner, 18 years of age, that could, we couldn't ask for more than that. Yeah. Les, what do you think? Oh, man. You know, just the, uh, the scene of fans all around having such a great day out here. And uh, the tailgating, huge tailgating population yeah. all over the parking lots. Uh, they were here to stay and having a great time. Hey, uh, i got to ask you too, Sean Walker with Haggerty. Uh, you got to go over in the booth and talk uh, to, the, to the nation. That was pretty cool too, I right? Did. Yeah, absolutely. You know, today was, like I said at the top of the broadcast, it's never a bad day if it's race day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, I enjoyed walking the paddocks, seeing the cars up close and personal, talking to some drivers, and yeah, uh, being able to go over there and, and be on the national broadcast was awesome. And also seeing the cars in the parking lot. That's that's yeah. always one of the, for you know, yeah. for you guys at Haggerty, that's one of the great things. Well, I'm too. always looking at the cars in the parking I, lot. I, you know, that, that's if I'm ever late to the booth, guys, that's generally that's what's happened to me is I've gotten distracted by the cars in the parking lot. I love it when the guys all come in together, you know, not even officially corrals, right. just come in together and park next to each other in the Camaros yeah. or the Corvettes oh, yeah. or the 911s or whatever. Like I said, love seeing the uh, right hand. Uh, Sylvia, yeah, yeah, yep. I yeah. saw that. That's f- so funny. I saw the uh, McLaren Senna parked out yesterday. All right, guys. Well, we got to wrap it up. I got the message from the producer over the over the mic. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thanks to Haggerty for making this happen, and thanks to everybody for listening. And of course, check us out on our website, SpeedCityBroadcast.com, and we'll talk to you next week. After trails, ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.